<laughs> we have a lot to get to today. Look, it's a sad day, okay? Uh, because a teenager was run over in, you know, what the left would consider a hate crime. I'm using that term because it's a term that they use uh, because this teen was run over. The, the motive was stated by the murderer uh, to be politically based, that the, the, the teenager, let's say kid, kid, teenager, was a Republican extremist. That's why he was killed. Of course, the media isn't covering this. And of course, this is the rule for political violence. It comes from the left. It's not the exception. So I don't want you to look at this as an isolated incident. We have some statistics to discuss uh, regarding that. But then we're going to have some fun because uh, military recruitment is, is, is down. And the reason is because of LGBTQAI. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> Little palaquins. Also, excess deaths in Europe. Not fun. No. Funny because of the way they try and report them. Yes. And because of the funny hats. And we'll be careful. Uh, so uh, <laughs> talk about that question of the day before we move on uh, is ser- serving in the military. You think it still garners the same respect that it used to? Um, you can check with anyone in your room who's watching right now who thinks so. I don't think so. Okay. So uh, name that movie line. Uh, <laughs> it's a movie line? First we have to, it's, can you get a root beer for anyone who wants one? I don't want one. I always get to laugh. From I don't know that I would have yeah. been able to figure that out. I know, oh, I know, I. You know, I know, but that's too. I know, you know, yeah. and you know that I know that you know. <laughs> that's right. That's that's okay. But I let really others okay. charm it. Chime in. Oh jeez. Charmin. Oh Chime boy. In. Here we go. He's been playing Biden way too long. Um, <laughs> but but that last line. What the? I know you know that I know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's not okay. Name that movie line as well. And we're just we're starting sure. off. And by the way, here's what I do want you to hit the like button for. Okay. It is scary. I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Where am I going, Gerald? Something, it is. It some, is something's going to be scary. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. Thanks, understudy. Hold on, hold on. This is scary. Please tell it me what I'm going to say. It is scary how good. We just said it, it is scary how good. Well, I don't. What? I'm, someone in this room. Oh, Casey. Yes. Soundboard. How I Yakuza, could have gotten it is, that from scary. Know, it's I almost know. Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> It's Halloween. It's scary. A whole lot of things are scary. It is scary how good Yakuza, Casey Yakuza, is with the soundboard. When we do run through, there's stuff that will never make air and can't possibly make air. He is a Stephen Hawking. So hit the like button if you can show that guy some appreciation. I love it. (laughs) He has our names on the soundboard. He does. All right. Fun. So here's something else just to sort of uh, clear the palate. Now that we're six minutes in. this lady, lady, everyone say lady, mm-hmm. repeat after me, lady, lady, thinks that nuclear weapons, I could, now look, I'm pro us having nukes, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm anti-disarmament. However, uh, my reason for supporting the United States having nuclear weapons is largely because I don't think that evil superpowers should be the only ones with those capabilities. Right. You can argue, you may disagree, that's fine, we can have the discussion. This lady thinks the problem with nukes is that they're too masculine. The language that defense intellectuals use matters in foreign policy because they are the individuals that decide foreign policy. So if the language they use about nuclear weapons is highly sexualized, is highly gendered, and is highly sterilized, then it dehumanizes the realities of both nuclear war, but also war. Pizza, pizza. When you dehumanize the realities of foreign policy, it becomes a lot easier to make the decision to drop a nuclear weapon. The world of nuclear weaponry has been traditionally dominated by men. So men were there to create nuclear weapons. They were there to decide to drop nuclear weapons. And they have a specific language. Again, this has consequences. Yeah, men did. It's true. Men created nukes. You know what else they created? You blue-haired, pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Uh, The light bulb. The microwave, electricity. The automobile. The automobile. Hey, let me go one step further. Tampons, birth control. (laughs) Refrigeration, the miracle of flight. But I'm saying we've created stuff that doesn't even help us. I mean, the tampon, I mean, the guy was probably tired of having to change his carpets, but the point is he did it for you. (laughs) It's a win-win. We always ignore it. It's men and gendered. What? Who speaks about nukes in a gendered way? I want them if, if they do, yes, please, be as masculine as you can possibly be when having to make that decision. I don't want you going back and forth on how you feel about it. <laughs> right. I think, I think it's more the shape. 
Yeah. She has a problem. I'm well, like, of course. Right, well, it looks like a penis, and so mm. we don't like mm. penises, obviously, by the blue hair. I always know that when I see a guy driving his nuke down the street, and I say, there goes a guy with a small penis. <laughs> Gonna ride it like, yeehaw! <laughs> like, bombshell Betty. Yeah. <laughs> bombshell Betty with a nuke strap on. So my point is, uh, it's silly. Everything is silly. And look, this. You, you, look, why are we applying gen... Uh, there's no point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Convince me that's real. <laughs> you don't like nukes. Isn't that enough? Right. Isn't that enough? Start there. You have to make it about penises. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nukes should be toxically masculine. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. Toxic, all right. Exactly right. <laughs> if ever there was a need for toxic. Yes, if ever. I don't. What, what, what do you want? You want a softer nuke? Yeah. What I want that? the nuke to look like the opening scene in Terminator 2. I want the yes. skeleton rattling on the grade school fence because that's why you have a nuke. I mean, do you want like a loudspeaker? The nuke falling is gender neutral. Oh, well, that's fine. I yeah. guess let it happen. Right. You think the Japanese are going to be like, oh, no, a giant penis. <laughs> oh, no. It's a Godzilla penis. Fat man and a little boy. Yes. <laughs> oh. What were the original names of those? You Wasn't got it right. Nailed yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Batman right. and Little Boy. Batman and Little Boy falling. Vanilla <laughs> <Enola> Gay. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Here's another thing. Speaking of pricks, Rashida Tlaib uh, is now trying to force people. She tried to persuade banks that uh, they need to completely divest, and I hate that's such a stupid term, from fossil fuels. And uh, just uh, here, you get to watch her persuasive powers at work. No new fossil fuel production starting today. That's so that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list because, again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not. And that would be the road to hell for America. Ms. Frazier, how about you? Uh, we will continue to yeah. invest in uh, and support clients who are investing in fossil fuels and in uh, in helping them transition to cleaner energies. Strike two. And Mr. Uh, Monahan. <laughs> we are helping our clients make a transition, and that means we're we're lending to both oil and gas companies and to new energy companies <laughs> and helping monitor their course towards the standards you're talking about. We're kissing the Watch rings. this. Yeah, Mr. Sharp. Uh, excuse me, uh, the same thing as Mr. Moynihan said. Here's your passive Yeah, I, I'm not going to ask you, Mr. Diamond, because you obviously don't care about working class people in frontline communities like ours. Oh, is oh. that so, terrorist Dame Edna? Look, <laughs> let's just... <laughs> and I knew it was coming, too. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> it's Rashida Tlaib's neighborhood watch! Swing! <laughs> Frontline, frontline. Wait, do you consider yourself frontline? Does she mean to say marginalized communities? Do you realize that oil and natural gas, they, they, they create 11 point something million jobs, like something between 11.1, 11.5 million jobs, most of whom, by the way, aren't Harvard grads. These are working class people. This is, again, the gaslighting that takes place. It is fossil fuels are uh, disproportionately targeting and harming lower class communities. No, they're providing opportunities. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, I guess if it's the frontline, maybe she's saying that climate change is racist and affects black people or that is what they say minority communities no that is what they say i know that's what i'm saying i know saying that it's silly yes yes in so many words it's pretty stupid the correct word is retarded i I love jamie he goes uh no uh, he wasn't happy with no he was no and that would be the road to hell for america no that would be the road to hell you stupid bitch yes jane you ignorant slut yes (laughs) you're not gonna understand this answer <laughs> it's almost like the banks, to some degree, as corrupt as they are, kind of understand how our economy works. Over seventy-seven percent of our energy here in the states uh, come from fossil fuel. Nine point six percent is nuclear, which, of course, uh, the greenheads have a problem with, even though there are zero carbon emissions and it has the lowest amount of death, or one of the lowest amounts, uh, lowest death rates per kilowatt hour. This is just an okay. Let's just take this at face value. The Green New Deal. Would that, would that help or harm frontline communities? And I guess frontline usually means in, it's interchangeable with true heroes, meaning nurses and yeah. public school teachers, right. including the ones who are pedophiles, but it's a very small percentage. Very small. Uh, you're the front line. So now frontline means you, Rashida Tlaib, a representative from Dearborn who's demanding that banks stop providing jobs and stop investing in the only resource that could possibly power our economy right now. For proof, see California internationally, yeah. see Germany. You want to take the food out of the mouths 
of African-Americans, of Latino-Americans. It's, it's not even close. I think she'd prefer gas to be at $20 a gallon for her constituents so that they would have to pay that. Well, it's going to be an uncomfortable transition, but yes. it's going to be a righteous transition. Well, most of her constituents came over from countries that are all about fossil fuels. Right. Well, that's, that's how they got fair. to America. That yes. is fair. That's the only reason they got to America. So, and that's the only reason we do trade with these countries. And by the way, yeah. hey, I would love to not have to do uh, any kind of trade yeah. with it these countries. We don't need any oil from any of these countries in the sure. Middle East. None whatsoever. All right. By the way, it's a live show, Monday through Thursday. Dave's going to be back in, uh, of course, on Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday. You can watch it on Rumble if you're watching on YouTube right now. Or there's a podcast. There's Mug Club. We do chat Thursday today for another hour. Nothing would make me more happy than for all of you on YouTube right now to go over to Rumble. I hear you guys complain and say, why are you on YouTube? Well, why are most of you watching on YouTube? <laughs> How do you your know phone? we are? <laughs> it's free on Rumble. Okay, you can go watch. If you don't want to pay for the extra money, please, please, I, I, want, I want you to go to Rumble. I want you to go to Rumble then. We've made it available for you. Okay, uh, I guess, oh, sorry, I'm just going to miss some breaking news. Uh, breaking, Brian Stelter uh, finds himself in good company with his fellows at the Harvard Kennedy School. To be clear, that is a real person that is a real person at the Harvard Kennedy School and not a cartoon of a fat person from Wally. Did she eat Brian Stelter? I don't know which one. Is that a she or a fellow? Oh, gosh, fellow. I, I don't know. That's true. I may have just misgendered. Uh, it's like an unholy, gelatinous Russian nesting doll. <laughs> it's great because fellow covers it all. Yes. Hey there, my good fellow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I had to have a little bit of levity here because this is a, a, a heavy subject, and I think it's an important subject. We have to cover this when it happens, and I think it's important to remind you of the reality that you are living, unfortunately, in this country. And look, it's not lost on me that you will say, well, this is being political. I'm not politicizing something when the motive of the murderer was inherently political, and especially when right now on C we've been watching CNN for a while. They have not talked about this. You're not seeing this certainly front line and center as you are every time there's some white shooter who doesn't even have a motive, but they want to say we have a problem with mass murdering white shooters. In this case, we have a North Dakota man. This just happened. Uh, he was arrested for running over a teen. And the reason why he ran over this teen, according to him, was that the teen was a Republican extremist. Well, I don't understand the differences. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt had a tough time understanding the charges against him, vehicular homicide, and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. He's actually the one that called 911 uh, to report the crash. Police say it happened in this alley around 2.30 Sunday morning after the street dance. Court papers show Brandt told the 911 dispatcher that he just hit Kaylor Ellingson because the teen was part of a Republican extremist group and was calling people to come get Brandt after a political argument. Okay, so we have a motive stated. We have a reason for the altercation, which was a political argument. Joe Lewis, hey, oh back boy. to place. He doesn't want to be here for this. Yeah, Joe Lewis is, uh, well, he doesn't want to be here because he just saw that uh, the Kennedy school, hmm. Harvard Kennedy. A <laughs> um, couple of things. Uh, I have several problems with this. All right. He was charged with vehicular homicide, fleeing the scene. Good. First problem, released on $50,000 bail. That shouldn't happen. Okay. Ran, yeah, ran somebody down. By the way, this guy's this guy called his mom just before being killed in the accident, trying to figure out, like, do you know this guy that I'm being chased by? Right. Can you believe that? Can you imagine getting that phone call as a parent? Right. Scared out of your mind running from somebody? Yep. Yep. Oh, but remember how I've talked about this for a long time? Hey, when you dehumanize your political opposition, when you other them, let's say people who don't wear masks, let's say people who maybe don't get vaccinated, let's say people who maybe have questions about any at some point hypothetical election right when you dehumanize them when you say we need to fight back against these extremists in this country and you're talking about 50 percent of the country when you compare them to nazis repeatedly guess what it makes it okay to treat them inhumanely and here's something else this is a combination of not only do we have bail that is way too low at fifty thousand. I, I you know i think the bail should be no bail yeah i think he kills i think it should be none right now um certainly not that quickly 
This is also combined with the entitlement mind mindset, which shouldn't be surprising, considering that the murderer was a liberal. Uh, he wasn't even he wasn't even able to understand why he would have to post that kind of bail. Here's a quote from Brent. I have a job, a life and a house and things that I don't exactly want to see go by the wayside. Family that are very important to me. Guess what? That kid was family that was important to someone else. You entitled little prick. Yeah. Bring that quote back up for me for just a second. Second thing right there. A life. He doesn't have it anymore. Right. The thing that you say no. that you have, your job, your life, you know, just stop Stop right there at the second point. He doesn't have it anymore, so you don't get to have, you know, maybe some freedom for a little while until we sort this out. Right. And, you know, he's saying this is justification. And, again, this is a problem of we have a problem with bail. We have a problem with catch and release with, 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 with prisoners, with violent, hardened criminal. The goal of the left is to turn these criminals into voters and to turn you into a criminal. For example, if maybe you happen to have a gun that has too many rounds in the magazine, right, they want you to be a criminal. And people like this get released. I have a job. I have a life and a house. It's the entitlement mindset that is tied up in this. I want him uh, jobless, penniless, homeless, lifeless. And bailless. Ah, you know what? We'll give him a home. It's, uh, it's got bars. they got all kinds of people in there. They tend to yell a lot. It's a lot yes. of emotion, stuff like that. Goes on maybe, you know. Angry, raging erections. Fresh fish gets you. Home is what you make it. You know? <laughs> no, he's, uh, he admitted to enough that bail shouldn't be. Shouldn't no. be on the table. He called right. 911. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So you feel bad about chasing this kid down and running him over. I don't know if the kid mm -hmm. was in a car or if the kid was on foot. I, I don't yeah. know the, the story there. But uh, you, you basically just admitted that you did it. Right. Of course you did. <laughs> That's a death penalty <laughs> case. No. Hey, I don't know, where, where are they? Question. They're in the, no the Northwest. Can I ask you for a small favor? I know it's, it's okay. People know that we're doing a live show. Right. Let's move the mic a little closer to sure. uh, to Pops Crowder, to Craw Daddy. That way we are don't you getting me? Well, no, it's just that the gain is so people can hear you, you know, breathing like a fat guy, even though you're not. <laughs> um... Yeah, and that way you can turn it down a little bit, so we're not going to... I have a CPAP. Will that help? Do you, do you actually have a CPAP? No, of course not. Okay, good for you. <laughs> I don't know. You're about that age. Oh. So, um, political violence is also something we need to discuss, right? The left has wanted you to believe that political violence is being perpetrated by the right. That's why, and we'll get to, uh, is it, uh, I don't know, whichever FBI director, I don't know who we'll talk about later. Um, is it Mill Or is it Millie? It's General, Millie, yeah. General Millie. Um, where they want to use words like destroy the capital, assault the capital. When you're really talking about, uh, you know, a few dozen, let's say a couple hundred people, most of whom were invited in and only person who was shot was someone who was entering the capital by the police. They want you to see that as emblematic of political violence in this country. And here's the thing. The question, like I said yesterday, is... And I want you to ask yourself this question, and I would love it if you could comment below. Uh, this is why we provide all the references at ladderwithcredit.com is if you ask yourself the question, and I would like to see you in real time ask the question as you watch the show, what is the strongest argument that my political opposition will present? And how do you cut it off at the past? The strongest argument that your political opposition presents is January 6th. They say political violence is coming from the right. Really? Why? January 6th. Do you have anything stronger? They don't. They don't. They'll give you a list of a few white shooters, of course, but there are far more mass shooters by the definition until they changed it, who are African-American because it's mostly inter-gang related in urban areas. The argument that they present is January 6th. If there's a stronger one, I'd love to hear it. Well, here's the truth. The 2020 riots, they were the most destructive ever in this country, okay? The peaceful riots, you had 25 people who were dead. In more than 60,000 officers who were injured. He had one to two, he had at least $2 billion in damages. These were the claim, and these were only the claims that were made a few months after. Yeah. We can't find the updated claims. These are just, I believe, insurance claims, if I'm not mistaken. You can go and find this at Axios. I don't even necessarily know that that counts the government spending that they had to uh, put into repairing infrastructure. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet the estimate is significantly higher. Yeah. Just sort of like the DOJ, since they stopped reporting interrelated, uh, interrace related crime statistics beyond a certain year. Yeah. They just stopped reporting the claims. So you're talking about dozens dead, thousands, tens of thousands of officers injured. You're talking about billions of dollars in damages. And they were encouraged by this administration. And the counter argument that the left points is January 6th. This, what you are seeing right now, is an extent. This is 26 dead if you were just to take the riot numbers. Yeah. And we're not going to focus on that at all. We're focusing on the, the billions of dollars in damages. The media is not going to cover that when they talk about January 6th and the damages for that, right? They're not going to juxtapose those two things. They're just saying this is the worst attack in history on democracy, except for the several other times in history that there's been attacks on that building that were far worse. By the way, if you've done your history, we talked about it on the show. But go beyond that. The communities are still destroyed. 
Not everybody has insurance. Right. Not everybody has the ability to rebuild. Not everybody then had a job to go to the next day after their job was burned to the ground. Largely black communities. Largely black communities that have still never recovered. The lingering effect on those communities is crazy. And by the way, what do you think happens when you burn a city down and you feel like you're surrounded by people who disagree with you and you're conservative? You're like, moving somewhere else, those places are still crap holes. Conservatives got out. The only people holding back the tide were like, okay, you don't want us as cops. You don't want us as people owning businesses here. Sayonara. See you later. Yeah. We're out. You know what? That actually brings me to something I want to mention really quickly. Because everyone knows, look, we talked about the Derek Chauvin trial, obviously, and uh, um, with uh, uh, Floyd. Um, I don't think that he killed him. We've talked about that with George Floyd. I don't think that he did. I think it was the speedball. That being said, we talked about how Chauvin, probably looking at his history, eh, sketchy at best. I don't think he was wrong that day if you look at the full footage. Okay, but let's assume that you don't like him. All right. I'd like to bring something up that a lot of people haven't discussed because you've moved up. Remember Mike Brown? Remember Hands Up, Don't Shoot? Right. You remember that shit? Part of my language, but I mean that shit, that crock of steaming, corn-infested horse shit, because his hands weren't up. It wasn't a hands up, don't shoot. His hands were on a cop's gun, and he was repeatedly assaulting a police officer. That officer, going by rote, I think his name was Darren Wilson. A lot of people don't know this about Darren Wilson. He had been on the force for a while. He could have picked his spot. He could have picked a, a cushy job. He picked working in Ferguson, in a very bad area. Because he said, you know what, these people, meaning these people in these crime-ridden areas, and largely African-American, they, they need to, we need to build trust with this community. And I, I think I could be doing more good if I go in as a white officer. And, and people in that community, what, they don't, what, what this media never told you, is he was actually one of the few cops who was loved and was trusted. He could have picked a cushy job where he was given out speeding uh, citations. And instead, he chose to serve in a war zone. And he was loved for it. And there's a reason you haven't heard from him since. He's had to go away because of a lie that traveled across the world. Hands up, don't shoot. Everyone acknowledges now that that wasn't true at all, including the courts. It's a matter of legal record. Hands weren't up, and it wasn't a random shot. It was self-defense. But that lie traveled across the world and, by the way, also spurred on riots and violence. So there needs to be some kind of accountability for the actual, and I don't mean figurative, I mean active calls to violence. Rhetoric that actively calls to violence. It is kind of ironic, isn't it, when the left, when they talk about free speech, they say, well, well, what do you think I'm going to say? What's their most tired argument when they say, well, free speech is an absolute? What do these people say? Well, crowded theater. Crowded theater. Thank you, crowded theater. You can't yell fire in a crowded yeah. theater. Actually, you can. If there's a fire, dumbass, you can't lie and call people to an action to cause a stampede that could actually cause physical harm. For the same reason that you can say, oh, I hate that person. Boy, I'd really love to kill them. You can say that if you're just speaking figuratively. What you can't say is, I will pay you $50,000 to kill this person. It's the action taking place. It's the call to a violent action. And isn't it ironic that these people who say, well, free speech isn't absolute because you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, Missing the fact that it's a call to a violent action are consistently calling people to violent actions. And we shouldn't be surprised. Statistically, it's true. The violence comes from the left. References available at lateralcredit.com. And just when you're talking about the logic test, you have heard them call for me saying, okay, they raided the, uh, they wrote it, raided Mar-a-Lago. This is war. Coming on air saying, I'm not talking about a a physical war. I'm not talking about a call to arms or a call to violence. And they run it on CNN on a loop like a morphine drip. People saying it's time to riot in the streets. Not a peep. There's a difference between rhetoric and calling people to violence. And the same people who say, well, free speech is an absolute because you can't call people to violence, consistently call people to violence. And that's what you're experiencing this morning. Remember that the next time you have that pit in your stomach. Reference uh, the sources that we have available for you. Because it's not ill-founded. It's not ill-founded. It's, uh, uh, it's, Oh, boy, that bit landed worse than Cardi B on a pummel horse. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm having a call button installed here. (laughs) Oh, so you can get more drinks? (laughs) No. So you can get food service? No. So I can get John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) All right, that's enough. I don't know why we have that balcony installed there. I'm sorry. That was me. Okay. Did you have anything that you wanted to add there? Sorry, I know I kind of fired it up today. You absolutely nailed it. Ah, That's wrong. Did that man say Cardi B on a pummel horse? He did. That man Muppets did. Good good imagery. Good visual. It is. I do appreciate that, but I still don't like them. 
<clears throat> Joe Lewis doesn't like him either. See? Look, he's unhappy about it. Oh. He doesn't look okay. unhappy. He just looks tired. He, he doesn't look tired. He looks like he always does. Oh, well, he's, that's, that's always what he does. <laughs> that that's standard. why it's so scary when he when he pumps the gas. Yeah. And he like hits the gas. You're like, oh my god! He Ooh. just leaps in the air like a gazelle. He cleared an eight foot fence once. What? Like it was nothing. You serious? Like it was absolutely nothing. And there wasn't even anything on the other side of that fence. He was bored. I feel like it's just a matter of time <laughs> until they rule us. <laughs> he more ran up the side of it and then vaulted over. Well, he oh, jumped and then yeah. used his front legs to. Yeah. Boom. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> we live by his grace. I'm thinking of all the times that I faked him out with the ball. And and like, he's just, he could have just killed me. He's, memory, he's holding it in his memory one night. He's like, oh, very funny. And there's no one. Oh, God. Okay. So here's another. Do we have, do we have a, a, a clip from the news or, or no on the uh, the military issue? If not, that's fine. Uh, we do? Okay. So let me just set this up for you. Um, on Tuesday, the National Guard. And this is, in, th- this is something that has been a long time coming. But this is a significant shortfall. Yeah. Uh, uh, the military in the United States, which is very, very different from the military that probably, thank you, of course, to all veterans and people who have served. I want you to understand that this is not at all to shortchange your contributions. But I think we can all acknowledge that the military right now is not what the military used to be. Yeah. And this is the reason that there is a shortfall uh, as far as the recruiting goals. And the story here is not that there's a shortfall. It's that the military can't possibly understand why, but I have a hunch. But don't take my word for it. Other people have recognized this. The state-by-state state fight over abortion rights could also become a factor. Military personnel station... That's not the right clip. Okay. No. So, we'll bring that up later. Uh, 9,000. we bring it up at CBS News, I think, uh, from CBS News. 9,000 is a military shortfall for recruit recruiting. Yeah. They only hit 52% of their goal. Ah, just over half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, that's a failing grade in junior high. Majority. That's, what do you give that? That's way below F. There's got to be another one. Is it? I mean, it is all. I thought it's more. Is it an F? Yeah, so. I guess it's all F. <laughs> we used to have an E in Canada. You guys, Canadians out there, do you really? remember? Did you guys have an E? We had E. What we had A B C D E. You guys had a percentage score though. We had a percentage score, but we had an E. Yeah. We also had a scoring for effort. Ah, I scored very low on both. Participation trophies <laughs> in class? No, I was the only one they didn't give a participation trophy. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's mean. It was more of a shame thing. <laughs> then we had a conduct mark. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold know. on. Before I move on this, this is a true story with, with Pops Crowder. Uh-oh. What was it that your report card said that you were mocked for forever? Loud and abusive and or becomes defensive when criticized. <laughs> that is the exact <laughs> <And> or. <laughs> It was a conduct And then every time you would do something, what did your friends say? Loud and abusive. <laughs> That's right. Loud and abusive. And had to wear that for a while. I don't know where I get it. Okay. <laughs> so only hitting 52% of their goal. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you, and I think we should all ask, right? What is causing this shortfall? Do you have... Oh, that's nice. <laughs> what's causing the shortfall? Now, I want to get to, again, what's the strongest argument that the left is going to present? We're going to do the same thing with the excess European deaths. Yeah. Hint... The easiest argument is COVID-related. Okay, so hint here, what's causing the shortfall? Well, okay, a couple of things. Let me first give you some facts. Only 23% of 17 to 24-year-olds in America are even fit to serve. Uh, That's due to criminal records, uh, health problems. Sorry, I mean being large and beautiful. Don't fat shame. Yeah, exactly. Don't fat shame. And and that's going to be next, by the way. Lizzo's signing up. Yeah. Lizzo in fatigues. (laughs) No, she's just fatigued. (laughs) She's listless. So uh, 23% not fit to serve, and uh, only 9% of them even had any proclivity desire to do so. Oh, wow. So the next question is, why aren't eligible Americans joining the military? You know, people who aren't crazy or obese. Well, okay, here are some of the experts uh, making their claims. This is what they will claim. And when I say experts, I mean experts by their definition, uh, not by mine. I say uh, ignorant press. (laughs) So uh, here's their first claim that they will try and present to you. And then I'll tell you why it's wrong. Uh, Luke Coffey, veteran, senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, right? He's trying to cut you off the pass and say, well, by the way, I know what you're thinking. And yeah, it's the wokeness stuff, all the, you know, the three mommies commercials. Um, say that's the, the wokeness has nothing to do with why we have a shortfall in the military. Here he is. You know, there's this perception about the military is going woke and uh, there are all these cultural wars inside the inside the military. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure how much of that actually trickles down to that young 18 year old recruit from middle America who's trying to decide what he or she wants to do uh, to, to improve themselves and their future. Sometimes you get the face you deserve, right? <laughs> 
Well, he said it with a smile, so it has to be, you know. Is that the term we're going with? Yeah, we'll... <laughs> Trickle down onto an 18-year-old. Poor choice of words, freaky bat boy man. <laughs> that's ad hominem. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's the first... Well, I don't think the wokeness has anything to do with it. Okay, here's another claim that they're going to make. Which should just show you, again, these are the claims they are making. They're presenting these arguments. That's why they make the references publicly available. Uh, Army uh, correspondent, uh, Dave... <laughs> the guy's an ass, and his name is David Winky, okay? <laughs> the disdain pretty much takes care of itself. Now, he is reporting, and this has been going out in multiple press releases, and, of course, the media picks it up. Uh, they've been reporting that uh, some of the shortfall could be due to limited abortion access. The state-by-state -state fight over abortion rights could also become a factor. Military personnel stationed in one state could have access to abortion rights while others may not. There's a potential that you'll have some folks who are hesitant to join because they don't know if they're going to get sent somewhere where they don't have access to health care that they believe is a human right. Right. Yeah. Now, see, this is also where I would argue that we've gotten so far off the beam. Um, it's not so much that abortion shouldn't be um, a pivotal issue when thinking about joining the military. Uh, I don't think that uh, people out in the battlefield should be getting pregnant. So it's fair. It's yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be. It's not really right. It shouldn't be the equivalent to Tinder. <laughs> think about what we're now talking about, like maternity yeah. suits. If maybe you guys can bring that up there from the control. Remember when Joe Biden was saying we're going to invest however many. It could be millions, it could be billions, into stretchy flight suits for pregnant pilots. Anyone out there, you, comment below. You ever had a pregnant wife, or have you been a woman who's been pregnant? You know you're not allowed to fly past a certain point, right? But you want to have a female goose with a baby bump at eight months? Yeah. What wouldn't, are the G-forces going to do to the child inside? Come on. Wouldn't, wouldn't the G-suit uh, starve it of... Of much needed blood and oxygen. Probably so. Scrambled eggs. I, by the way, I don't. I don't know how many. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I was trying to move on, and you just won't let me. <laughs> I don't know how many women are thinking like, oh, well, gosh, if they send me to this state, I just I won't be able to have an abortion. Are you thinking that far in advance? You're like, I'm gonna whore myself out to as many people as possible, and if I get pregnant, I want the right to kill this child because I don't want to have any responsibility. Don't bring to me the rape and incest argument. We know how much of a low percentage that is, and a lot of these states do have exceptions for that, so understand that. But really, is that the thinking that he's saying? Well, women are just probably thinking they don't want to join because they could be sent to like I don't know Texas. Yeah, yeah. What do they think? Of They're gonna the be places. sent to boot camp. It's gonna be Lee Emery like, now walk up to my head and abort yourself right now. <laughs> No, Were you about to call me a gender-neutral asshole? <laughs> Did this guy actually say that the 18-year-old demographic was not the woke one? That it wouldn't trickle down to them? I don't, I don't think know. it's going to trickle he, down to this 18 What was the money token Allen spent on the maternity? Uh, $540,000 spent on 2,001 piece maternity flight suits, and I guess two piece flight suits and wrap dresses are on the way, whatever wait, that wait, means. Wait, 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 wait. 540000 divided by 2,000. It's too much. <laughs> It's too much. Good lord! But if you're gonna go with the toms, if you're gonna go one piece or two piece, I prefer two piece. I'm a two piece man. That's me, Mister Old Fashioned. Shoes don't mess with me. I'll also permit tassels. Now, so they're saying it's not because of the woke thing, and they're saying it could be because of the lack of abortion. Here's the truth, okay? To their claims, look, most of the recruits, at least for the in the recruits that you want, and the recruits historically, don't come from the demographics that would complain about not being able to get abortions. By the way, they also would, uh, when we're talking about the demographics, they would want sex change operations and they would want the abortions to be funded by the taxpayer because they're in the military. Most of these people are not the people who you are actively seeking to recruit, not just because many of them are gross, but women are physically weaker. So now we have the example of, I'm not saying that women can't be working comms or women can't be pilots provided they're not knocked up. I'm not saying that women can't be supportive of the military. Hey, you know what, before I go on with this, can you, can you feminists and liberals, can you also just take a moment to accept how shittily you are treating the legacy of women in the military. You know, we had a war effort in this country in World War II, right? Yeah. You know where bombshell Betty comes from? Do you mean, do you mean to say that their role wasn't as important as the men? Because I would never say that. I don't think that only grunts are the real soldiers and only grunts are the one protecting this country. There were women supporting their men abroad, not making a dime. Whether it's stitching, whether it was making parachutes, whether it was putting rations together, they were doing it with the military and they were doing it in their communities. 
What happened to it? It, it takes a village. We now want to act as though, well, because women have been discriminated. Hey, I don't think they've been discriminated. I, they've been discriminated against in some capacities, but I don't think that they haven't been allowed to serve in the military. I think that there are complementary roles, and I think that their role was really important. Dare I say, if not for wonderful broads, we would have, never would have won World War II. Okay? Fair point. Broads. I like them. The USO. Yes. You know? Are we talking about real women or Bob Hope dressing up like a woman? <laughs> Both. Before that was fashionable. Well, yes. Yeah, it all lends itself to, uh, to morale. So the truth is, let's look at the actual demographics. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at vers- like rural versus major cities. Okay. 2005, the Pentagon report on recruiting data. Uh, 44% of recruits came from rural America with only 14% coming from major cities. Uh, that They say major cities because they can't write um, cesspools where dreams go to die. <laughs> Democrat hell holes. Yes. Whole holes of shit. I would never say that. That's what they say. Whoa, they tell me what a hole of shit. So rural youth voters, by the way, even keep in mind, rural voters, period, it's even more, more stark than yeah. this. But rural youth voters still are overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly Republican. Yeah. 60% in the last election, 2020, 60% of white rural voters in 2020, Donald Trump. Biden, 37%. Now we'll do the, the, the breakdown here as far as when it comes to Sex. And I say sex because you want to say gender. I don't. Uh, The makeup of the military, 82% men, 82.5% men, and about 70% of those men, of active duty males anyways, are white. Hmm. Okay. Female, 17.6. So we have 82.4 and 17.6. Can you do the math? What does that add up to? I I think 100. That adds up to 100%. On the nose. Where are the other genders? How dare you? And where will they get their abortions? What about the plus? I've heard so much about this plus at the end. Yes. It's the LGB like, subscription service that you have to buy. That's right. Get more of it. That's another level. Yes, that's, that's the, the slogan is more accurate now. Army of one, because you can copulate with yourself. So, <laughs> 100%. And then, by the way, 6.1% identifies LGBT. So if this seems confusing to you, that means that the 6.1% is rolled into the 100% of male and female. So you are either male or female, and you may be LGBT. The point is, if it's confusing and you can't keep track of it, that's by design. (laughs) Now, speaking of gender, this is changing. A new study has found that transgender people are twice as likely to serve. So that may be the reason for the catering that they're doing now. They genuinely think, well, we need to fix the abortion thing or we won't have enough recruits. Well, we need to start running ads with two or three mommies. But let me give you some numbers here. Even if 100% of all transgender people join the military, assuming the numbers and the percentage of population, which is vastly overestimated, Pew Research says it's 5%. I guarantee you it's not that high. No. Um, If 100% of trans people ages 8 to 29 were to enlist, minus the 42% who attempt suicide, that would leave somewhere around a a million. That's a significant significant number. But that's assuming that all of them join up. Also, this is important. You cannot join them. Watch this same video. We have the references available. You can't join the military. They're saying, in some cases, if you have ADHD as an adult. Yeah. If you were to have attempted suicide or if you were in a demographic that has a 41 to 43% attempted suicide rate in any other community, any other demographic not called trans, you would be turned away. Mm-hmm. They're making an exception because they're not allowed to not. If you were to say, hey, yeah, by the way, I'm, a par- I'm not saying that all trans parents, I'm, sa- I'm just drawing, I'm making an analogy. I'm a paranoid schizophrenic and we're the only other demographic that exists or has existed throughout the history of mankind who has a suicide rate even close to those of transgenders. That is true. That includes American slaves. That includes Jewish, Jews in Auschwitz. No one, nowhere else, nowhere else, not, not gays, not American slaves. No one has a 40% plus attempted suicide rate. If you were part of that demographic and you walked into a recruitment office, they would say, oh, wait, hold on a second. Everything looks uh, good here. Wait a second. You're not a part of that community that has an over 40% attempted suicide rate, are you? No? Good enough for me, chick with dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the questions that I would have. Are they are they already transitioned by the time that they get there? Or are they basically just doing it in name and want to get... Because the benefits are there to get the surgery. I in wonder, some instances, yes. Yeah, but we've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, what uh, Manning, I think? I don't know what the... That's because we spare no expense in creating the finest fighting force the world has ever seen. <laughs> or... So, I mean, I thought the bionic human thing was going to be like, oh, these are super soldiers. And now we're just like, ah, oh, we're lopping stuff off. I'm like, well, that's, that's subtracting. Now, now, female to male trans, mm-hmm. what standards would they have to adhere to in the military? That's another thing. Which I just go one? in and say I'm a woman and only have to do 10 push-ups in a minute? That's right. But going the other way, now it hurts them. 
It's always a help coming back to the. That's females. true. Yeah. You notice you don't have any female to males dominating men's sports. Hmm. Yeah. You can't do one pull-up, sir. I'm trans. No. Oh, that's well, well, we apologize then. Uh, we'll do. We'll do yeah. a ten-second hanging. You just hang there for ten seconds. You know run, what? Better run around, sugar britches. <laughs> run around. But better yet, just go sit in this recliner and uh, sign this NDA. Yep. There we go. <laughs> We're sorry. We apologize. Please do whatever you like. Please don't don't call Brian Stelter. <laughs> I mean, really, worth this? It could. It shouldn't be relevant. The military is supposed to be a completely apolitical organization. Okay, by design, you are supposed to be a faceless. Nameless number because you are now a part of a unit. I shouldn't know about your fake gash. Think about that. And any military, and if and if you're dying in your bed with your real dick many days from now, would you trade all the dickless days just for one day? Like, all right, all right, that's enough. That's enough. William, William, you did it too quickly. We're not quite over that hump. I get the mooning. Of the army, I yes. get it, but when you moon and I see the bandage from your fake deck. Farida. Can't do it. It looks like Brian Stelter standing backwards holding an apple. <laughs> it doesn't exactly do a lot to boost morale, William. <laughs> so, here's my... We have to do that sketch. If that doesn't offend you, hit the like button. Because it helps with the algorithm. Hit like, hit share. It's the only thing that keeps us... Well, Mug Club keeps us afloat, of course. But it's what uh, keeps us going here on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I like the new gavel. All right. Yeah. yeah, I like the gavel. It's a silly gavel. So here's a question that I have for you. Considering that this is what they believe to be pivotal, right? Where they're talking about abortion. They're talking, okay. Um, do we think that these woke... And, and considering who we need to be in the military... Do we think that these woke recruiting ads where this man who just said the man with the face he deserves said, I don't really think the wokeness is trickling down. I don't really think that's a, I don't think that's pivotal. OK, then why are your ads more woke than a BuzzFeed boldly clip? I don't even know if that's still a thing. If you guys remember, it was fat women who used to do things BuzzFeed. Yeah. Boldly. Like, yes, boldly. <laughs> As opposed to BuzzFeed demurely. <laughs> are these woke recruiting ads... This is from the military. Is this attracting the right kind of soldier? Okay, let's pause. Let's pause. Do you guys notice anything? Do you guys notice anything there? Now, again, when I say it's vast majority of the military is male and 70% of those active duty in the military are white males. Well, we're talking about equal or accurate representation. Oh, you know what? Okay, it's a trick. It's a trick question. Sorry. <laughs> like the Burger King Kids Club there. Yeah, but w except without the white guy in the visor and the handheld TV. Let's keep playing it. <laughs> Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. I'm sorry, one of my moms? Doctor mm -hmm. said she might never walk again. But she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. I'm your mom. Eventually standing at the altar to marry oh my, my other goodness. mom. She'll pass PT requirements. Approached, my I other mom, who is gross also. So much in life. A sorority girl <laughs> said stereotype. She'd never scissor again. One of my sorority <laughs> sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another she was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures. My own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. Zip it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, was that a hyphenated last name? I don't know. Emma Malone Lord? There was a song written about mm. riding with Private Malone. Maybe that's the That's not her. <laughs> yep. Well, no, they've changed it to riding with Malone's privates. It's just, yes. just a severed penis hanging there. It's like, oh, private? No, it became Sandra Malone. Um, why does why does any of what just happened there matter? And then why do they get to run that ad and then say, well, I don't know why people yeah. are complaining that it's wokeness in the military. Well, because of you. Because <laughs> of you. Because of that. Because of the fact that you had the woman climbing up the rope and then down the rope and then up the rope and then down the rope and then rolling her eyes back in bliss. That's the problem. 
You know what I want to do? I want to play the opening scene uh, from, I'm forgetting the movie name right now, with Tom Hanks, Storming the Beach. Uh, the Saving, Private Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. I should not forget what? that name. It's I know. It just went away in my head. It just, I want to play that and be like, all right, guys, everybody sit here and look at this. Dumbass. This is Matt. Thank you. That was deserved. This might be what you have to do. Are you willing to do it? <laughs> That's what I want the military ads to be. Like, this is going to be a tough day. This is not a. I get to call Omaha and, Beach. And could I get like the Canadians, like Juno, Juno because fine. I'm still sore from my abortion. We'll give you Juno or Sword. You can take either one. You can kind of walk ashore. I didn't get my two abortion weeks. I mean, I just kind of wanted to fly a drone. Yeah. Yeah. I like how she's on one side of the wall on the rope. And then they shoot the reverse on the other side. And it's animation. They could have made well, her actually climb it in yes. animation. What's hilarious is that she jumped down like a 15-foot wall and landed like a superhero. Because yes. that happened. No, no, no. They couldn't have made her climb it. Because here's, here's what you're missing. They couldn't have made her climb it in the animation. Because by animation, you're only limited by your imagination. <laughs> so here's the thing. Can Landing I just say one pants. thing while we're dealing with the military? You're done. You're done. People who try and bitch about accurate and diverse representation, okay, that is completely inaccurate, that representation in the military, because I didn't see a pinch of skull in any a cheek, okay? <laughs> That's how you know it's bullshit. And we hear Oscar's so white. Oscar, this is happening. Oscar's so white. Army, so, insert whatever here. Right. So white. It's the reason that I wasn't uh, invited on the Bill Marshall when I went through the screener and they wanted me to talk about Russia. I said, I don't know. The number one trend right now is Hashtag Oscar so white. And I just saw Mary J. Blige fold into an armoire in slash queen in 1740s slavery France. Okay? This is why is because there is no accurate historical representation and there isn't an accurate representation of not only what exists in the military, but what you want in the military. Let's be honest. What you want in the military is you want some leather-necked hillbilly who's going to be out there shooting shit anyway, only you swap his hunting rifle with an M16 or M4 and you swap the deer with a jihadi. That's the person you want, not someone who's shouting their period. And this is another example. I just watched this with my kids. For example, you want to talk about accurate representation? You want to talk about cultural appropriation? This is a new film with, and I it's, it's an okay film, just to be clear. Sea Beast. Mm -hmm. it, it, see, I think it's on Netflix, Disney, Pixar. I don't know. Netflix. And see if you notice an issue here. These are pirates on the high seas. See if you can spot what may not have been all too common. These are pirates. <laughs> These are pirates. After that, she was, after that, she was raped mercilessly. These are pirates yo, who are. Oh, yo. What do you think they're going to do on the high seas for two years away from a single, from from a single female, only to find themselves, well, uh, blessed with an athletic broad on the ship? Butthole. No. <laughs> the unspoken truth. <laughs> Hit like if you think it's scary. <laughs> it is terrifying. Did we also find, by the way, the, uh, the yeah, Queen the and Beauty the and the Beast? Yeah. So we have the overlay from the Queen and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, sorry, the the live action version. Yeah, there it's Audrey McDonald. Oh, Audrey, Audrey McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. She yeah. Comes a nice armor. Yeah, I, yeah, I guarantee you, you yeah. found that all over 1740s France. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Oscar so white. Can you take your wins? And now you have it with the military. And what they do is they put, again, you can either have equal opportunity or you can try and ensure equal outcome. And in this case, not even equal outcome. You can try and ensure predetermined outcomes based on race, based on ethnicity, based on g gender, I guess, because we're not saying sex, based on sexual orientation. If you try and ensure that, well, guess what? You're just going to end up pruning the people who are most qualified and you want fighting to defend your country. It's that simple. So here's another question that I might ask you while we're talking about this. If it's not about wokeness and that plays no role, well, then why do you make it such a big part of getting ready for the military when, for example, the Navy makes sailors, sailors, remember them? They make sailors read critical race theory books. In the Navy. Well, yeah, they, well. <laughs> that's probably right up their alley. Yeah. But here's what uh, uh, Mark Milley, right, the yeah. U.S. chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, this is what he had to say about critical race theory and whiteness, and notice the military garb. On the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, 
But I do think it's important, or on anything, actually, what? Uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university, uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United he States? He means the capital. What caused mm. that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. Okay. So much wrong there. <laughs> um, again, they can't turn around and say, oh, the wokeness doesn't have anything to do with it. The only reason is it does have anything to do with it is because you push it incessantly. And by the way, in saying, hey, if, uh, trans people are two times as likely, right? 20% of trans people are likely have served in the military. In trying to push a woke narrative, and by the way, in bashing America, and I, this is kind of an irony that the United States military, the industrial complex now, is kind of playing in the part and parcel of bashing the United States of America. The people who typically went into the military were the people who were patriotic, the people who wanted to serve their country. And then they were spit on the filthy hippies when they came home. Now those filthy hippies uh, reside in the offices of the military. And so now they actually feel guilt and they have to make up for that guilt when they're in the military by trying to change the demographics, by trying to change the goals of the military, by trying to make sure that the, the military isn't actually instilling some sense of national pride, but gender identity pride. And this is something that was interesting to me, and I, I think Kevin and Lane brought this up. Um, patriotism in America uh, has declined, right? Uh, ever since 2001, Gallup started measuring it, okay? Now, this is important because the percentage of Democrats since 2001 who have responded that they are extremely proud to be American, it's fallen by 40%. Contrast that with Republicans at 9%. So we know that, typically speaking, right, we would imagine that rural Republicans, the people who made up the military, were more patriotic. So the fact that they are less patriotic by a smaller degree isn't a surprise. But think about that. That's during eight years of Obama, which, by the way, was when we saw the most radical, the most fundamental changes to our economy and, our, and, and the fabric of our country uh, during those eight, eight years. And then, of course, almost two years of Biden. What does that tell you? That tells you that Republicans, that conservatives are still largely proud of their country, regardless of who is in office. In other words, they can say, I don't like this administration. I don't like the way the government is going. I don't like that direction. But I still think this country, as it's meant to be, is the greatest country in the face of the earth. That's the country those people have wanted to fight for. And instead, you're discarding them and saying, no, 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 we want... The Democrats, who, by the way, 40%, it's fallen by 40%. The people who, even when they've had every single branch of government for years, and they've had radically changing policies implemented in this country, and they still hate their country, we want those people on the front lines fighting for our country. Do you see how perverse that is? And you know why? Do you know why their patriotism has fallen? For the same reason the patriotism from conservatives has fallen significantly less. Why? Because they love what this country is meant to be. They don't like the way, what they view as the elites. They don't like the direction they're pulling it. Democrats are not, and I mean liberals, leftists, they are losing their patriotism because they don't think that we've eroded our country enough. They don't like this country. They don't like the Constitution. They've told you that. They've told you that when they decided that it was racist and that these, the Constitution is out of date. They told you that when the, not just when they decided to take down statues of Confederates, statues of Abraham Lincoln, statues of George Washington. Democrats lose their patriotism even when they have full control because it's not enough of a change. They want us to become socialist shithole Europe South, take your pick, whatever country it is that isn't the United States, and Republicans, conservatives lose their patriotism when they feel like we are getting away from being the OGs. So for two very different reasons. If you see patriotism falling, declining, the motive matters. Ask yeah. the why. Well, and it's not surprising when you see our senior military leaders, like we just saw with Millie, saying thousands of people attacked this building right so we're still pushing the january 6th narrative it wasn't thousands of people by the way it wasn't just white people because then you talk about white rage mm -hmm. right as well linking those two mm -hmm. things together no no people weren't just mad it wasn't a race issue there wasn't anything going on by the way donald trump was incredibly popular in the hispanic and black communities so don't act like he was the racist in chief in office like everybody's been saying and 
you're trying to tie these things together as though you don't know what critical race theory is. You're the, do you think you went into that meeting? Do you think he sat down at that table to answer questions without knowing what the questions were going to be? That's not how those committees typically work. Here are the topics we're going to talk about. They tend to brief you on those things so that you can have the information you need. Do you think he didn't know that, or was he just playing into the CRT doesn't exist? We don't even know what that is. And right. then he goes into some of the components in CRT yeah. and says that, well, I want to understand that. I should probably be more educated. You think? You're the guy in charge. It's like, CRT doesn't exist. Uh, I have uh, 400 handbooks that you yeah. handed out. Yes. Well, your guess is as good as mine. Well, they say uh, CRT by uh, yours truly, uh, General Miley. You, you like how this graph that we pulled up from Gallup that clearly shows Democrats, you know, trending downward. The the title of the graph is Republicans Pride in Being American Drops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, it drops slightly yes. less. Yeah. Well, he said he didn't, uh, he needed to read up more on it, educate himself, and then he had an opinion on it. Yes. Right. Mm. And then you've got a military general whose assessment of an assault was so grossly inaccurate. Right. He's just disqualified himself. Yeah. He has shown himself to be completely <laughs> yeah. disqualified. Are you sure it's about like, that 2000? Are you sure and, about imagine, that 2000? Imagine if that man has to give an account from the battlefield, yeah. and that's how accurate he is with his assessment. Right. Yeah. It's like, wait a second, you're saying that we need to drop the Moab? How, how, how many did the insurgents kill? Uh, uh, zero. Mm, none. But I think this is the most prudent course of action, because I'm a prick. Drop it twice. Yeah, there's no wokeness, but his assessment was based on it. Yes. Right. Mm. And by, we're gonna have problem. to we're gonna have to hit the co the uh, UK deaths. Uh, yeah. We'll hit it next week. By the way, just a secret hint: uh, these aren't COVID related. When you look at the demographics and people are the left is trying to say that it's COVID related. Ah, the left is trying to say that it's heat wave related. Uh, heat wave related. Ah, we'll get to that next week and sink our teeth in. But let me recap this segment here. And uh, again, if you share the show, like it, whatever you can do is, is is helpful because it helps the demographic. We're going to Mug Club taking your chats. Um, the recap: What do we know? Okay, the military can't recruit. They're not hitting their numbers. They're missing their numbers by about half. I'm rounding upward, give or minus 2%. <laughs> uh, it comes right on the heels of them pushing incessantly a woke narrative that we have seen culturally and we have seen through data points people are rejecting. And certainly the people who you most likely want to join the military. So they, in doing this, they can't recruit. They're pushing a woke narrative and it is actively alienating their largest demographic. Namely, namely sorry, uh, white males. Namely, males. Namely, let's just say People from rural areas. So even if they're women, they're largely coming from rural areas. They're more likely to be conservative. They're most likely to be men overall. And if they're men, they're more likely to be. These are the people who once upon a time joined the military. And why? For the same reasons that we see these people often have a very high level of patriotism. So what happens? You can't recruit. You can't recruit because of you, pu you push the woke narrative and abortion would insert whatever the hell it is here. They're not joining the military because they can't get sex change operations, whatever it is that you want to say. And we've now alienated the largest demographics who, by the way, are in general most capable uh, to be in our front lines. What's the end result? What's the end result? The same end result as when you try to ensure a diversity of representation in the police force. And you just watch that female cop get her ass kicked by an old man. The citizens are less safe. Americans are less safe. And here's the thing. When I say Americans are less safe, I'm just looking at the demographics of people who make up the military. Yep, majority men. Yep, majority white. Yep, majority rural voters. Yep, majority Trump voters. D okay? D that, that's just the makeup of the military. They protect all demographics. So in trying to ensure equal outcomes in the military as some kind of a social experiment, you have now caused actual physical damage, and certainly compromise the security of everyone. Straight, gay, trans, white, black, Latino. You know what? Even the illegal immigrants who've come here seeking a better life, in trying to socially engineer the military, it's not that they're, when people try and say, oh, these culture wars, what? It doesn't exist in a vacuum. We're less safe because of what you've done with the police force. We're less safe with what you've done to the FBI. We're less safe with what you've done to the FDA. And we are certainly less safe because of what you, and when I say you, why am I making a generalization? Because it's true. We're less safe because of what you, the left, the anti-American, bordering on communist left, has done with the military. I hope the lost lives of all demographics are worth it. You can go, you can go screw yourself with a wire brush. We're going to see you Monday. Dave's going to be back in that shit. What? Do we have something? What? We got the. the we want to make sure we tell people where to go. Oh, I know. What was this? I, did I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was put, it's okay. delicious. That's yeah. what it is. Patriot supply. By the way, these are actual patriots. Uh, there are sh food shortages that are coming up. You don't need to wait to prepare for emergencies. God, knowing what we see with our military right now, who knows? 
<laughs> could just be a flood. Be a difficult. You know, if you decide to rebuild with a city that's still below sea level, what could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> uh, if you're in an area that's really cold where things freeze, like the ice storm that we lived through, it's always just a good idea to have three month uh, three months supply of food if you can per person. Uh, so go to prepwithcrowder.com. You'll save $250 on a three-month emergency food nice. supply. Prepwithcrowder.com. And I will tell you this, they've actually, their oatmeal is better than, but you probably shouldn't just like go into your stash like I do with the oatmeal and pudding. <laughs> it's not for, it's meant to be used in an emergency. Yeah, I know. I know. Not going to be there when you need it. But it's delicious. Prepwithcrowder.com. Uh, everyone else, go screw yourselves. We're going to go to chat Thursday. We'll see you Monday back with Dave.